You are listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. My co-host today is Michelle Jewell Shaw, award-winning volunteer and tour guide at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse in New Hampshire. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Jeremy, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Today is July 30th, 2022, and this is episode 184 of Lighthearted. In a few minutes, we'll hear an interview I did with Sherry Faust, owner of Stony Point Lighthouse in Henderson, New York. I was very impressed by what Sherry and her husband, Willie, have accomplished there uh, when I visited last month. Their restoration is incredible. Before we go to the interview, I wanted to mention something special that a few lighthouses do, full moon tours. Right. Tybee Island Lighthouse in Georgia is one of the places that does that. Their next full moon tour will be on August 11. The unique opportunity lasts about 90 minutes and it includes a walk to the top of the lighthouse, a tour of the head keeper's house, and admission to the full site the next day. You get to see the sun from the top of the lighthouse as it dips below the horizon, then walk to the other side of the tower to watch the full moon as it rises over the Atlantic Ocean. You can get more info at tybeelighthouse.org. Yeah, Tybee Lighthouse is a great place. I just visited there late last year. I would love to be there at night. Cape May Lighthouse in New Jersey will also have a full moon climb on the same night. Enjoy a nighttime view nearly 156 feet above Delaware Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. See Cape May Mac, that's capemaymac.org for more information. At Cape May, they also do an event called the Stairway to the Stars Lighthouse Climb on the nights of the new moon. The next one will be August 27th. Stars and constellations are more visible on clear nights during the new moon, so that makes the event special. Again, go to katemaymac.org to learn more. That's katemaymac.org. So, Michelle, has anything interesting happened on this date in Lighthouse history? Yes, something important has happened on this date in recent history. On July 30th, 2006, a navigational light was returned to Palmham Rocks Lighthouse in East Providence, Rhode Island, after more than 30 years in darkness. Palmham Rocks is one of my favorites. There's now a modern LED optic in the lantern room. Uh, The old fourth order Fresnel lens from that lighthouse was on display at a museum in Newburyport, Massachusetts for years, but last September it went back to the lighthouse and it's on display in the museum in the keeper's house. The Friends of Palmham Rocks Lighthouse, which is a chapter of the American Lighthouse Foundation, is offering boat tours to the lighthouse this year. There are four tour dates in August, and you can book a tour at palmhamrockslighthouse.org. So, Michelle, please help me tell everyone about Stony Point Lighthouse and today's guest. Sure, Jeremy. The lighthouse was established at Stony Point at the eastern end of Lake Ontario in New York in 1838. One of the most notable things about the original lighthouse was its first keeper, Wiley Gilbert Nichols, who held the position for 30 years. Nichols had lost both his hands in an accident at the age of 19, but he performed his lightkeeping duties with the help of his wife and children. The lighthouse was rebuilt in 1869 with a square stone tower attached to the keeper's house. The tower was raised in height by 20 feet in 1902, making it 58 feet tall. In 1926, the light was changed from a white flash to alternating red and white flashes to distinguish it from the other navigational lights in the area. Mile E. Eggleston served as the light's keeper for 36 years, 1906 to 1942. He had previously served at a U.S. life saving station nearby. 
The last keeper left the light station in 1946, and the light was automated a short time later. In 1959, the navigational light in the lighthouse was discontinued when an automatic light on a steel skeleton tower was installed closer to the shore. The light station property was auctioned to a private owner in 1960. In 1966, the lighthouse narrowly escaped disaster when a fire started in a nearby barn. In 2002, the lighthouse was purchased by Sherry and Willie Faust of New Jersey, and they have completed much restoration since then. I visited Stony Point Lighthouse in June with my friend Jim Malone, and I had a chance to sit down and talk with Sherry Faust. Her husband, Willie, also took part in the interview uh, toward the end. So let's listen to my conversation with the Fausts now. I am here at the Stony Point Lighthouse in Henderson, New York, with Sherry Faust, who owns this beautiful place along with her husband, Willie, who is uh, in stealth mode here. He, he tells us he's observing, and uh, if the mood hits him, maybe mm. Willie will join in as well. But I, I'm so happy to be here, and I appreciate you joining me, and I appreciate you hosting me and my friend uh, Jim Malone, who's also here today. Uh, so thank you, Sherry. I'm so glad you guys came down. It's a beautiful day. It sure beautiful is. Day. A beautiful place on an absolutely gorgeous day uh, here in the middle of June. So you've done an incredible job here, and it's been about 20 years. Is that about right? Since about you, 20 you bought October. the place, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you're you're from New Jersey, and you still spend a lot of your time in New Jersey, right? Yeah, we split it pretty much between here and there. Uh huh. So you're here a lot in the summer. A lot in the summer, a lot in the winter. Okay, we'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes, but let's go back to when you bought the place. Uh, how did you originally find out that the lighthouse was for sale? Willie would go to um, the sportsman shows, and he went to a sportsman show, I think it was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and there's an island here, uh, Association Island. Mm-hmm. It used to be owned by General Electric back in the day, and a surgeon from New York had bought it and they were turning it into a campground. So he would go salmon fishing in Oswego, and I never went, it was a guy's thing. And so he said, let's go, you'll like it up there, you'll love the lake, we'll take the boat, you'll love it. So we stayed in a little cottage, had a great week, a fabulous week, we were on the water the whole time, we were going all over the place. And so he said, maybe we should find like a little camp. I was like, okay, and I knew I'd seen these Elliott Realty signs, so pulled up the Elliott site when we got home, and boom, there it was, and said, we should go look at it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end, <laughs> it was, yeah, that's yeah. what happened, we came, we made an appointment to come see it, and looked at it, and it seemed mm-hmm. like a good idea at the time. Was there something particular that really made it click for you? Like, okay, we're good. we got to do it. we got to buy this place. Um, the property, having this much lakefront, we have like 550 feet of lakefront, and that doesn't come around very often at all. Mm-hmm. And the house, to be honest with you, I didn't think it was that bad. I have no construction experience, but it was like, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. I knew we could do, I knew Willie could do, because he's so, so good about being able to fix things. I knew he'd be able to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he said, let's take a shot at it. 
Could I ask, what is your background, each of you, uh, if you don't mind me asking? Like, William's a um, heating and air conditioning company in uh-huh. New Jersey. Okay. And our sons work for him, and I work for him. Mm-hmm. So he, we've had it for about 38 years. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing it for a while. Okay. I'm sure some of that experience came in handy. He can do yeah. anything. He can fix anything. He can build anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, I want to talk a lot more about the the work you've the incredible uh, restoration work you've done here, but maybe just touch a little bit on the the history of the place. Why did they decide to build a lighthouse here in this uh, location on Lake Ontario? This point of the lake was hor- and it is still horrible for shipwrecks. There are so many shipwrecks on Lake Ontario; it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they needed a place on this point for that purpose to keep the boats at a safe distance and their shoals here um, it was a really dangerous area so they really had to put something here mm-hmm. to safeguard those boats yeah and there was an earlier lighthouse here mm-hmm. right 1838 and this one is 1869 yeah that one got uh, destroyed yeah so it was uh, but there's actually still, I believe you can see like a foundation or part of the, 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 the bottom of the original lighthouse. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Out, on the, out on the point. Mm-hmm. Okay. We uh, haven't explored everything here yet, so I want to see that before we go. So uh, there's, as I said, a lot, of, a lot of history here, a lot of interesting human history here. There was a keeper named Wiley Gilbert Nichols who uh, was keeper for like 30 years who had no hands, who lost his hands as a young man in a fireworks accident. It's absolutely mind-blowing to think that he did that. I can't even imagine being able to do his job. I mean, with the oil, the whale oil that they use for the light, just normal everyday things to be a keeper. They say that he uh, learned to write with a pen with one, he had hooks. Yes. And somehow maybe he had some sort of fixture that allowed him to hold a pen. He was able to write with his right, do the log books and stuff like that. But I guess his wife and children helped him do the, do the work. But they say he did most of the work himself. It's crazy. It is. It's incredible. Uh, I've read about one-legged keepers and one-arm keepers before, but not with no, <laughs> no hands. Uh, and then there was a keeper named Mile Eggleston, who's here for 36 years, mm-hmm. uh, which is also really interesting because you know, it's rare for a keeper to be at one place for that long. But uh, you said something when we were chatting a few minutes ago about the period when the lighthouse was empty, when it was deactivated by the government, I think starting like in the 1940s. Uh, do you know anything about that period? I just know that it was abandoned. There was, the people just, they would come out here and run through the house. I mean, they just, it was empty. There wasn't anything going on. I honestly, I'm surprised that when we got it, that some of the windows, like in the doors, were still original, that there were still original things here. Mm-hmm. Because you would have thought they would have been long gone. Right. But they were not in good shape, but enough that we were able to save them. Mm-hmm. And the floors in the house, we were able to save. Everything wasn't destroyed, but it's hard to imagine that mm-hmm. it wasn't ransacked and just destroyed. Or burned down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's lucky. Yeah. Lucky that something was left and you've brought it back to life. But also during that period, you mentioned that uh, smelting, catching the fish smelts smelting was a popular was thing a here. Smelting was a big thing out here. Yeah, they mm-hmm. caught them in big sacks and would smoke them and 
eat them. Eat them. <laughs> <laughs> With the bones in them and everything. I know you eat the whole yeah, smelt. you do eat the whole smelt. Yeah, I never, I lo- I'm a big fish lover, but I remember being a kid and we were, I remember being in an aunt's house who uh, was feeding, give, give us smelts and I ran and hid under, hid under a bed so I didn't have to eat the smelts. <laughs> So I still don't think I've eaten a smelt in my life, but uh, I know they were really, really popular. Uh, so uh, the light was discontinued as an aid to navigation in 1959. Do you have any sort of light in the lighthouse today? We don't. There's nothing up there. Um, you can see where the old one was bolted to the floor up there, but everything's been taken out, so it's totally, totally empty up there. Mm-hmm. And then the one is out in the front on the point um, that's automated. On a, like a modern tower? Yes. Actually, the Coast Guard does come out to check it. Mm-hmm. Every so often, they'll check it and make sure everything's okay with it. Probably once or twice a year or something like that. Once, once a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it has an LED light these days. Do you know? It does? It does. Solar-powered LED. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's fairly typical these days. Uh, so there was a fire. There was a bad fire here, right, in 1966? Yes. Uh, so, uh, do you know uh, how much damage was done by that fire? I know it pretty much took the barn down. Um, there was some damage done to the lighthouse when we were doing the renovation on it. In the bedroom that's closest to the road, you could see the, the black on the, the brick and up there. Once mm-hmm. we stripped everything down, you could see where the fire had touched the house. We left those bricks alone and left it like it was. So if anybody comes in and does another renovation on it, it's still going to be there. One of the places I got information about this, uh, and uh, I knew about this uh, going back uh, almost 20 years, is because a friend of mine, Bill Edwards, who uh, has written a lot of articles for Lighthouse Digest magazine, wrote an article in, I think, 2003, so not too long after you bought the place and you were doing a lot of work on it. He actually came here, and you mentioned with his his daughters at the time, Uh, and uh, he wrote a fairly lengthy article about it then. And uh, he went into some detail about the horrendous condition of the place when you bought it. It sounds like, for you at least, it was it was worse than you realized it at first. Is that correct? Yeah, they had just had the kitchen redone. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even know how long ago the, the kitchen was redone. The kitchen didn't seem that bad. It actually was in a magazine, so I don't know. It, it just... I didn't know about construction, obviously. So we ended up having to tear it down to the bones. I mean, everything went. There wasn't a bit of sheetrock up in the house. The second floor had to come off because it wasn't the load. The snow load was wrong. In order to open up this living area, we had to have a steel beam put in um, that goes from the it goes into the tower to the very back of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just so much. It was like every time we turned around, it was something else. Yeah. What was the absolute first thing that had to be taken care of? Uh... We couldn't even stay in here. Yeah. When we bought the house, we couldn't even stay in here. It was just, it was really not good. We ended up staying in the cottage that's on the property for probably two or three years mm-hmm. before we were able to even move over into here. Mm-hmm. And thank God we had that place. Because, well, at the beginning, we couldn't even stay over there because it wasn't good either. So we ended up staying at the hotel, the Aspen Wall, at the corner. Okay. Uh-huh. And we would stay there. And 
we pick our son up from school two thirty on Fridays, bus but to get up here, hmm. check into the hotel, and they were so good. They were so good up there. They always had the room ready for us, <laughs> and we'd stay there and then come out on Saturday morning, hit it, work, Sunday work, and then go home Sunday night. Wow. How long a drive from your home in New Jersey to here? Four and a half, five hours. But mm. you hit the traffic, you know, the <laughs> Sunday traffic yeah. at the Delaware Water Gap, and it just would be like, yeah. oh be, my gosh, this is... It would be six or seven hours probably. It would get old. It got old real quick. Yeah. But you stuck with it. Yeah, you sure did. So the cottage you lived in for a while, I see it right over here. Was that, was that built by one of the previous owners here? We've heard different stories about that house. We heard that the life or the Coast Guard built it to have a station there. We never have been able to get a definite on what that house is, was ever used for. Mm-hmm. But we we slowly did things to that so we could stay there. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have to stay at the, the little hotel and we that's what we did. We concentrated at first on that. Yeah. And then we went to um, Arbertine and Courier in Watertown, the engineers and um, they had to come up with a plan on how we could get this place back together. Mm-hmm. And we met with them. Okay. Do you use that as like a guest house now, the cottage? Um, it's a guest house and I've taken it over for craft stuff. Oh, ah, okay. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> so use. So it's like a woman cave. Sure. That's a great use for it. Uh, so uh, when you were doing the work here, I'm sure there were all kinds of ways you, you got it done. Uh, Willie probably did a lot of hands-on work and other family and friends help out with some of that? Yeah, he brought, um, when we were tearing everything out, he brought um, a group of his friends up and they just destroyed everything. I really just took everything out. Um, <laughs> the electrical, plum- I mean everything, electrical plumbing, um, there wasn't anything left, mm-hmm. really nothing left. Um, and then we hooked up with uh, Jamie Bray, who is a builder, um, that had done a couple of the houses over here. And Jamie and I were on the same page right from day one. Mm-hmm. He knew what we wanted. I didn't have to, he would work during the week um, doing stuff. And I knew when I saw him on Fridays, we would be in good shape. Mm-hmm. I never, ever had to worry about that at all. Yeah. Willie did the heating and air conditioning, the plumbing, electrical, I mean, everything. We tried to do as much as we could, but mm-hmm. um, it was good having Jamie to to do his part, too. Mm-hmm. When you were working on it, maybe uh, tearing down walls and stuff like that, did you find any interesting artifacts by any chance? Just curious. Um, Nothing no. that went back to the days of the keepers or anything like that? No, nothing. I wish we would have. Yeah. Nothing. No, yeah, nothing. Hmm. Well, maybe, I don't know if there's any place left that hasn't been looked at at this point. (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, really, when when we had to take the top floor off, we were able to take those floors that were able to be salvaged from up there Mm -hmm. and bring them down here to fill in. And we just had enough. I mean, we just had enough of the the pine floors to do that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, I mean, and people were crazy when we ripped the, the top floor off because they thought we were tearing it down. Uh-huh. Yeah, tell, tell me more about that, you know, to take the whole second floor off. Yeah, we had to, and, and oh my goodness, I can remember we were sitting outside of the cottage. We were at the end of the day, and we were sitting out there, and this girl comes riding up on her bike, 
and she lets go of her bike and the bike goes flying and she comes over and she's like how dare you come up from new jersey and rip down a landmark like this it's like wait a second we're, we're not, saving it yeah we're, we're just give us a couple months and we'll see where we go mm-hmm. and um yeah, people were really in arms that, you know, New Jersey people were coming up here and ripping this down. But it turned out okay. Yeah. But think, most, mostly everybody's happy with it now. I would think so. I would hope so. Yeah. I'm not going to come out and ask you if the place is haunted, although you can answer <laughs> that question if you want to. But do you feel sort of the presence of the history of the place, the you know, keepers and families that lived here years ago? Is that something you that, that enters your mind as you... It's... There's a lot of times it does not seem like it's real that we own this place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really doesn't because there aren't that many lighthouses in the United States that are privately owned. Mm -hmm. And to have one of them is crazy enough. I don't think it's haunted. You don't think it is? No, I don't think it is. (laughs) You're not sure. To to my grandchildren, it definitely isn't haunted. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yes, the grandchildren, it's definitely not haunted. Mm No, we don't, I really haven't felt or heard anything. But I know that's the, I know that's the thing. Well, I meant either, I meant literally or figuratively kind of feeling the the presence of the the history of the place. You know what it is? It's like we're just taking care of it for Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, when we go, it'll be passed to our kids. And if they want to pass it, you know, we just have it for a short period of time. And then it'll make its way down the line. You're the stewards of it. You're the keepers, really, for now. For now. You are modern-day lighthouse keepers. For now. And then, you know, hopefully the children will keep it and, you know, pass it to the grandchildren or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they decide to do. So it's just a short time. Are they taking much interest in that possibility? Oh, yeah. They they love coming up here. Mm -hmm. um, Our son owns a a house a couple miles from here. He just bought it last year and he loves coming up here. Mm -hmm. And um, our older son, the grandkids love coming up. They have their little ATVs they ride. They're they love it so yeah. no it's a great it's a great spot for everybody mm-hmm. they can hunt fish do whatever they want to do and the kids your grandkids like it they do yeah they do that's great i can't wait to for them you know when they get up here uh-huh. it's like yes they're here come up here for a period of time in the summer yeah it's yeah. good great so you're here as we said started to talk about earlier you're here a lot in the summer but you said you're also here quite a bit in the winter love it in the winter Mm-hmm. It's it's touristy during the summer. The winter, it's not. Nobody's here, mm-hmm. and it's nice. We're in from New Jersey. We're thirty minutes into Manhattan. We're a mile from an eight-lane highway in New Jersey. It's different up here. It's just yeah. the quiet, peaceful. Everything slows down. Totally. Yeah. It must be so peaceful in the winter. Oh, my gosh. We can go from here to Watertown, and you swear that something has happened in the world because you will not pass right. another car. And you're thinking, this can't be right. Like, <laughs> what is going on? It just feels weird. Yeah, like a Twilight Zone episode totally. where everybody else is gone. So. Yes, except us. We're the only people on the planet. Mm. But it's it's nice in the winter. I mean, it's it can get cold, and it can get stormy. But get much nice. snow? Much snow here? It usually comes up and over us and mm-hmm. dumps more into that Tug Hill region. So we don't get a lot. But, I mean, we will get some decent days. Mm-hmm. 
Does it get plowed out very fast? We're the last house on the public road. Mm -hmm. So they come as far as here, turn around and go back up. So there's only four or five people that are here full time. Mm -hmm. And the rest are just seasonal. And, you know, seasonal people can, I don't want to, I want to diss them at all, but they can be brazen at times. Yeah. You know, look in the windows, scare the bejesus out of you. Because you're not expecting to have somebody look back at you. Right. Well, yeah, not only seasonal people, but just tourists and lighthouse buffs. I imagine you get people just, just parking here on the property and walking around and thinking, it's a lighthouse, it must be open, can we go in? That we, type of thing to get that? We've put a ton of, ha- uh, really put tons of signs out, mm-hmm. you know, saying that it's private. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they will disregard them mm-hmm. and... Give you a scare. Uh, is it okay if people park on the edge of the property to take pictures? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's fine. And we've met some great people. I yeah. mean, we have met some really nice people. And, you know, as long as they ask, I don't have a problem with it. But it's just when they do, when they look in the house and it's like, whoa. Do they come to the door and ask where the restrooms are? <laughs> they did. A, we did have a guy one morning. He opened the door and asked us where the gift shop was. <sighs> <laughs> and our younger son at the time was like, "Ooh, there's an idea." You should have sold them something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you should have some T-shirts maybe or something. Yeah, I'd buy one of your baseball caps. I just bought a baseball cap. But you see, Tippett's point we just left. Yeah, see. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but we—I mean, we—we've met good people, and we've met some people that have been a little on the stinker side. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's yeah. a mix. But mostly, people are very respectful, and it's not an issue. Yeah. I was just thinking about the stories, even back in the days when, when keepers and families lived in the lighthouses, there were stories like one uh, wife of a keeper taking a bath upstairs and tourists just, just came right in and came upstairs and opened the bathroom door and she's taking a bath. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and stuff like that. People, yeah, people pressing their noses against the glass and the I windows. Would, and, I was cleaning yeah. the floors in the kitchen when we, not long after we bought it. And I was, when I looked up, she and her two kids were looking in. She scared me, I scared her, so I whooped and she whooped and the kids whooped and it was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah, but you're right, most most people are, are nice and respectful. I'm they sure. are very nice and respectful. Yeah, so here's a big question for you. Has all this uh, hard work you've put in for 20 years in this place, has it been worth it? Yes. You didn't hesitate there. No, it, <laughs> It, there were times where it was hard, but um, yeah, we love it here. Mm-hmm. We love it here. And it's your work is never done, of course. It's not like you're finished. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is there anything particular that needs work coming up? Anything you have planned? The tower is just a constant, a constant battle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is, is good. It's the tower that is really, really tough because the weather is just so rough on it. Mm-hmm. Willie mentioned before we started here that the brick is not really, uh, it's not proper brick really, right? It's like soft brick that was never baked the way it should have been. And that presents problems. Right? It's actually kind of crumbling in, in places. Yeah, we've had to, we just had a Mason group last year come out and they stripped the whole tower down. I mean, stripped every ounce of paint off it repaired some cracks that were in it mm-hmm. um, but even then we still have some spots now that need to be touched up and repainted yeah. it's just it's constant it really is every year something needs to be done to that mm-hmm. tower 
One thing you don't have here that people like uh, lighthouses on the East Coast or the West Coast have, obviously, is salt, salt air that does a lot of damage to buildings. That's one plus. You don't have that. I think we have the hot and the cold, though. Yeah. I'm sure extremes that are do, yeah. pretty rough on a place, yeah. It'll usually in March, it starts, if we have bricks that are going to pop, it'll do that mm-hmm. because the things will thaw, the water will get behind it, yeah. it'll freeze Spalling. and pop. yeah. And then you'll see like a piece of brick in the yard that's yep. like, oh, yeah, I've darn. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So it can, it's always, uh, I think everything else is good though, except the, the tower part. I think we're in good shape with everything else. Mm-hmm. I know it was funny because when we bought the house, there was a greenhouse off of the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it was one of those seasonal round ones or arched ones, and we kept it. I wanted to make sure we kept that. It actually, by them adding that onto the house, it took it off the historical register. Oh, really? And even if we took that room off, it wasn't going to be able to put it back on. Once it's off, it's off. So said let's keep it so they boarded it up and made sure everything was good with it it was like our first weekend in here and it was cold and it was starting to snow and Willie came in and he goes just so you know it's snowing in your room and I said what he goes it's snowing in the room and I went out there and there was like snow on the floor that had gotten between the the cracks in the glass and it ended up having to come off so it was just like, oh my God, we're never going to be done. It's just something. Yeah. But now I think we're good. Sure seems like you're staying ahead of the, the game pretty pretty well. But I, know it's I don't know if you can, but you try like yeah. Jack. Yeah. It's like the duck. You know, you're smooth on the top. But man, those little feet are going mm-hmm. like crazy underneath that water. And I feel like that's how we are sometimes. And like a duck, you just let stuff roll off your back. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've done an amazing job here. It just looks Thank so you. beautiful. Thank you. I have one final question for you for bonus points. Bonus okay. points. <laughs> yes. okay. Can I call a friend? Um, <laughs> you can, yes, you can. And you have a friend at the table, as a matter of fact, if you want to consult with him. But, and, and Willie, I invite you to, to answer this question as well if you want to. But the, the question is, what do you like best about owning Stony Point Lighthouse? Oof. Man, that's a tough one. I will tell you... I told, like I told Jim before, it does sound pretentious when you say I own a lighthouse. <laughs> it really, truly does. I, I just, it always sounds weird when you say it out loud. So I don't know. I don't really say it that often to people. Mm-hmm. Just because it does sound strange. Um, we've made some great, great, great friends up here. I mean, some great friends up here. It's you know what it is. I, it's different up here because at home in New Jersey, mm-hmm. it's work mode. Yeah. When you come up here, it's not work mode. It's you're in another mental zone. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's the part that I like best about it. You can kind of relax and take a breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. What's your favorite thing? <laughs> Willie's Willie's saying no. Willie, uh, Willie, do you want to say something? What's your favorite thing about uh, owning the lighthouse here? Probably watching the fireworks off the tower Fourth of July. Uh huh. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's really cool. You can, I mean, you can just see all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see yeah. far away. Far yeah. away. I remember uh, hearing about a granddaughter of a keeper. I don't know if you have heard of Boone Island Lighthouse. It's off Southern Maine. It's like eight miles out in the ocean, a little pile of rocks, and kids lived there years ago. This granddaughter of a keeper 
said that that was her favorite thing was being at the top of the lighthouse on the 4th of July and looking around and seeing the distance that fireworks and all the different towns in the area and everything. So. That's how it is here. I mean, you can see all the way down Oswego, Chameau, Watertown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see all over the place. Sackets, you can see everybody's. Yeah. Let me ask you, either of you or both of you, one, one I, I know I said that was going to be the last question, but I lied. I have one more question for you. Have you thought about writing a book, We Bought a Lighthouse? Or, it could be a could be a Netflix series or something, <laughs> reality series. Oh my goodness! Everybody writes a book these days. It's so funny. We'll watch TV and it'll be like, oh my God, that person has a book and that person has a book. I don't know. Would you want to write a book? No, no desire. <laughs> no desire. No desire. I don't. You know, it's funny because now when you think about it, you know, you just did what you had to do mm-hmm. you know we did what we had to do to get it to where we wanted it to be and now it just seems like it was a long time ago yeah I That's, think you know mm-hmm. we were lucky we were able to stay in the cottage for those couple three years because mm-hmm. we didn't have to be living in the same place that we were working and I think that helped a lot yeah we were able to but at the end of the day, go over to a place, and that's how it was when we stayed at the hotel, the Aspinwall. They were, Barb and um, Gary, they were they were so kind to us, and the heat would be on. You know, it was just, it was perfect. We were able to leave here and then go somewhere nice, and mm-hmm. that really helped. So I, I think we were lucky with that. Yeah. You can talk about when Taylor had the bus. Oh my goodness, we, we we had worked over here, we were painting, we were sitting over at the cottage, and our younger son Taylor came over and said, there are some people um, that want to go in the lighthouse. And I was like, okay, just tell them to be careful, because you know there's construction and everything, just tell them to be careful. Oh my gosh, we come out from around the front of the house, and there is a bus uh-huh. full of older people, and they're pressing money into Taylor's hand, you uh-huh. know, like let, thanking him for letting them go up in the tower. And it was like, oh my gosh. And I, we didn't realize that they were going to be a bus of people, but they were on a trip to nowhere and none of them knew where they were going. And they ended up here. So I was like, well, this is going to be an adventure, that's for sure. Uh-huh. And it hasn't disappointed. Yeah. Wow. It hasn't disappointed. <laughs> Well, I can't imagine uh, anybody being disappointed seeing this place. It's uh, it's pretty fantastic. And I, I want to thank you both so much, uh, Sherry and Willie Faust, for hosting uh, me and my, my friend Jim here uh, today and for spending this time with me. And uh, it's it's a thrill. I feel very privileged to uh, be able to share this for a little while oh, here. We're so glad you came down. Seriously, both of you. We're so glad you guys came down. Anytime. Anytime. Here are a few facts about Lake Ontario. Although Lake Ontario is the smallest of the Great Lakes, with a surface area of 7,340 square miles, the lake is very deep and it holds about four times the water volume of Lake Erie. Not far from Henderson and the Stony Point Lighthouse is the Thousand Islands region, which is an archipelago of nearly 2,000 islands that line the U.S. and Canadian border. The Thousand Islands region is home to a number of historic lighthouses. Thanks to all the volunteers, members, and staff of the U.S. Lighthouse Society and its chapters and affiliates. Check out uslhs.org to learn about all the things that the Society offers, and remember that donations and memberships help to support this podcast. 
please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform that allows you to post reviews. And please share word of this podcast on social media. If you know anyone who's interested in lighthouses or history in general, please tell them about us. Thanks again to Sherry and Willie Faust at Stony Point Lighthouse for their hospitality and the interview. And thanks to my friend Jim Malone for getting me there and helping to make the whole trip a reality. The next episode of Lighthearted will feature another conversation recorded during that trip to New York. Our guest will be Abe Ellis, manager of the Salmon River Lighthouse and Marina in Selkirk, New York. The American filmmaker and writer Aaron Rose once said, quote, in the right light, at the right time, everything is extraordinary, end quote. To all our regular listeners and our new ones, thank you so much for listening and keep a good light. Little light of mine